Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. Thank you for joining us live on KEXP. I'm Cheryl Waters, and I'm here in our beautiful studio built by our wonderful listeners. We're a listener-powered station supported by people who love what we do. You can find out more about us at kexp.org. Thank you for supporting sessions with our favorite artists like Oliver Arnold. Welcome. <laughs> we put your mic down. We forgot yeah. you got your hands above the piano. You're so ready to stressed. play. Like we have to start playing now. So. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. You know, in all of the many, many times that we've had you live on the air, we've only had you here in Seattle on air twice. That's true. Uh, it's so great to be back and be in this wonderful new building here. Well, I can't wait to hear this new music. It's been far too long since I've seen you live. Thank you for coming and bringing these wonderful musicians. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. Without further ado, it's Oliver Arnold's Live on KEXP.
We're live in the KEXP studios with Oliver Arnolds. More of that beautiful music coming up next.
We're live here in the KEXP studios with Oliver Arnolds. Absolutely gorgeous. Thank you so much for coming in today and bringing these talented musicians. You want to give a little round of introductions? I would, I would love to. I would love to. Um, on violins, we have Vaka Eithursdóttir and Peter Björnsson. On the cello, we have Unur Jónsdóttir. And on viola, our uh, American one, uh, Carl Pesca. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. You make this room even more beautiful than it already is with your gorgeous sounds. And Some Kind of Peace, your latest album, and I believe that last song you played is from that record, came out in November 2020. And I have to tell you, it was such a beautiful gift at the end of a very long year. Many of us, myself included, spent that that year alone and uh, getting a gift like that at the end of the year was so wonderful. And I understand that for you, it was a very personal record. And of course, every record for an artist has to be personal to some degree. But you've talked about how you were really open and honest in this one in a way that you hadn't been before and explored a lot, including fears around losing control. Tell me a little bit about the journey through this record and the making this music. Yeah, I at some point, uh, I, I guess I realized that throughout my career, which is a few records now, you know, um, I've, I've always been so interested in working with concepts. And, you know, you think about, you brainstorm these like great ideas and you always put them like in front of the music. And at some point I realized, I think I was like protecting myself because <laughs> it's... It's quite difficult to be vulnerable in in music, and it, it it's it's hard like to 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 put yourself out there in a way where where you might feel like a criticism on your music becomes a criticism of of you. Uh, so these these ideas like concepts, um, cinematic concepts and stuff like that, they 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 can serve as like a protective shield in a way, and. As soon as I realized that, my whole life was just about I need to get rid of that because <laughs> it's like we we always need to 
walk towards the things we're afraid of, I, I think. Well, easier said than done. It's easier said than done. Uh, so this was quite the process for me, making this record, yeah. Well, you've said that this album is closer to your heart than any other, and after what you just said, I can imagine that. So you've also said that it opened you up to the possibilities of love and settling down that you hadn't had before. And as someone who's known you for a long time <laughs> and is very fond of you, um, I'd like to hear more about that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> is this DMC now? No. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the album is made in the time where I am processing that idea and coming to terms with that idea. And I wouldn't say that the album is necessarily about love, but it's maybe about... Um, being ready for love, like what do you need to do for yourself so that you you can open your heart to something like that, the possibility of that. And you've uh, woven a lot of personal things in this record. Yeah, uh, so my my partner, her name is Andrea T. Uh, you can hear her voice in a few hidden places and a few not so hidden places, <laughs> uh, like in the in the beginning of. Um, we contain multitudes. The last song we played, there's actually just a voice memo recording um, from my phone from one of our first nights together when we were jamming and improvising and just laughing and being a little bit shy, you know. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of things like that kind of sprayed over the record um, as a way for someone who makes music without words to still give it some kind of a voice. Like, how do you tell a story with instrumental music? And, and that kind of became my way to find field recordings, samples, stuff that can tell my story without having to, like, start singing. Because that would be a pretty bad idea, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've certainly worked with many artists in the past, but I imagine on this vulnerable journey that you were on in getting to making this record, that working with good friends on this record was um, something that felt safe and warm to you. And of course, you worked with our good friend, Jofrida Ekatelter, who we've had three of her bands yeah. <laughs> over the years on the air. And I know you worked with Bonobo on a Grammy-nominated piece and another dear friend on a Grammy-nominated piece. Congratulations. Thank you. So yeah. talk about um, the people that you chose to work with. <clears throat> yeah, on a record like this, there was no way of, for me to like pick collaborators. Like, I want to work with that person or something like that. It, it just had to be friends. And it had to be spontaneous and come out of friendship, first of all, not out of what it might do for us, you know, this collaboration or something like that. Um, so with Simon Bonobo, uh, I invited him over to Iceland because we really wanted to do a small party together. Uh, we did a DJ set together at a small theater in Reykjavik. And the next day we, we drove into the middle of Iceland, into the highlands and went hiking and and shared a night together in a in a small tent. <laughs> it was quite <laughs> cozy and fun. Uh, once we got back to town, you know, there there had been so many conversations, so much inspiration happening. We just kind of went straight to my studio and started making music. Um, and it was kind of similar with the rest of the collaborators. It, it all just felt like it came from a uh, a real place somehow. 
Well, speaking of your studio, I've been to your studio and I thought it was pretty cool, but I heard that you built a new studio and sounds like it's in the same place or nearby. But talk about um, what it looks like and how it helps you through your creative process. And it sounds like just from a physical standpoint, um, you've really made something that pushes your work forward. Absolutely. Um, I, I had the privilege of, of um, getting this studio that was already quite a nice room. It was the rehearsal space of Sigurros. It was in the same building as my old studio. They were just downstairs. And their taste is already quite nice. It, it had really good energy inside. And um, I got to turn it into a, a recording studio. And from from the very beginning of that process, I was trying to think like, how can I maximize the creative output in this space? You know, it wasn't about like how many synthesizers can I put in here, <laughs> you know, or something like that. It was it was just about like I really thought a lot about flow, workflow, like how how can I move between spaces in here without disturbing the flow? Um, what materials do we put in here to make it the most inspiring and um, and it was a big moment for me also to be able to work with these guys in my in my own space. And uh, some of them played on, on the record. And uh, in the past, we would always have to like hire out a studio. We'd go to like the concert hall, record there. It's really expensive. So we have very little time. And this recording an album was always like, okay, we, we just got to move on to the next song because we're running out of time. Uh, but with this one, we were able to just... I don't know how many days we spent in there <laughs> uh, recording strings. And uh, we were able to just sit down and talk about the music and talk about how it feels, how it should be expressed, uh, uh, to really get much deeper into everything because we have our own space now to do that in. It really changed a lot for us. Well, it's been wonderful to hear you today playing songs from your catalog, Some Kind of Peace is your latest full-length record, and KEXP is celebrating our 50th anniversary this year. Happy birthday, KEXP. Thank you. And we've been broadcasting since 1972, and the goal is always... Oh, well, happy birthday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> our goal has always been to help listeners discover new music, and you have such a wide and diverse audience of listeners, and... What has the support from an independent radio station like KEXP meant to you over the years? We featured your music for a very long time. Yeah, and I, I can't tell you how much it's appreciated and, and how much it's done for me. I, you know, I, I don't know numbers. I don't look at numbers that much. I have no idea what it has done for me in terms of like record sale or something. But I can tell you just personally getting to know you guys throughout the years since our first session, I think in 2009, it must have been, or 2010. Uh, it's just been a great honor and pleasure to become friends with you all and, and stay in touch all these years and always come back here when I'm here and you always come back to my place when you're in Iceland. And um, It's been such, such a great pleasure and I'm so happy that an institution like this ex exists still in this world of uh, playlists and streaming numbers, you know? Well, thank you. We're so happy you exist, and we wish you so much fun. It must be so exciting to be back out on tour, visiting all these cities. My goal is to visit you in Bali someday. Yes, please do. <laughs> that would be great. Thank you all for stopping by. 
It's Olafur Arnold live on KEXP, and we appreciate our listeners so much for supporting great sessions like this. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and discover more great music, and check out the past sessions with Olafur Arnold's and Kiasmus. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Us. Thank you. You're listening to KEXP, where the music matters. We're live on KEXP with Olafur Arnold's. <laughs>